Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Unfiltered Podcast. I am Kevin Fielder. I am once again joined by Jake Maurer, Jackson Hartz, Cal Friedman, and Tommy Nowitzki. I have been told for like three episodes now to not ask how we're doing, so I'm not going to ask that. Instead, we're going to go straight into the content. Uh, Round two of the playoffs is done in one sport, that is the NHL, and the conference finals have started. And for Jake's New York Islanders, it has not gone to plan so far. Uh, currently 8-2 to two against the Tampa Bay Lightning and not in favor of the uh, New York Islanders. I'm sorry, Jake, I had to bring it up. Uh, I don't know what the other game is at. I'll be honest, I have watched about 0% of the NHL playoffs since the Florida Panthers have been eliminated in the prelim- preliminary round because I have no interest. Uh, has the Western Conference Finals even started? Yeah, the Stars won one nothing last night. Okay, that that so answers my question. Did the Islanders win today? <sighs> hey man, you never know. They can come back. Run <laughs> over again. They are currently down eight to two, so it's more of a football score than a hockey score. Um, uh, the end of the NBA playoffs uh, into round two. Most series either nearing their completion or nearing their beginning. In the case of the Western Conference playoffs and the 1v5 matchup or 1v4 matchup of the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Houston Rockets. We're going to talk about all that, and I don't know if we have anything else planned. I'll be honest, I have not looked at any of this. It's 10.30, and I have eight quizzes, uh, too. We're going to talk about the fucking shit team known as the New York Yankees. Oh, yeah, right. The, the Yankees are it, it might just be you, Jackson. Yeah, it might actually just be you. I hate to cut <laughs> it to you. Why are you not mad? Oh, because the Islanders focus on you. I, I have more stuff to worry about. But I, I do have a few things to say, but I feel like it's going to be 95% you, 5% me, and maybe half percent Kev. Hey, man, the, game, the game's not over, dude. The, the half percent of me is just going to be me laughing the whole time because I love it. Anyways, let's get on to the episode. And uh, let's talk some sports. So there's been one baseball team not hit by COVID, but hit by the injured list. And that is the New York Yankees. Uh, we talked about them a little bit in the intro. They are not doing great right now. Uh, they had a supposedly they allowed 10 runs in an inning today. I'll be honest, I'm watching the Giants game. They're doing actually pretty well. So, uh, you know, up 4-1 in the top of the eighth. Jackson, though, your other team, what's happening? Why do they suck so much? The Yankees? No, oh, well, no, dude. The, the the damn Texas Rangers, you dumbass. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I mean, I, I'm not using the Trenton Yankees excuse anymore. This team <laughs> fucking sucks. Aaron Boone is the worst manager in New York. Worse than Luis Rojas. <laughs> the Blue Jays actually might be the, I mean, technically are the best team in New York right now. This team sucks. What happens is, offense does good. Bullpen sucks. Uh, pitching does good. Offense sucks. Yeah, this game just summed it up, man. 6-2, looking pretty good. And the guys you rely on, like Chad Green, who never walks guys, walks three guys. And guess what? That inning lasted about like an hour, it felt like. Because you know why? Because they gave up 10 fucking runs. That's pretty bad to give up 10 runs. You don't even give up 10 runs in the game. You did in the inning. Adam Ottavino comes in. Boone's like, nah, I'm not going to take him out. Ottavino just has to pitch his way out of it. Doesn't do it. He was eight, got to 8-6 one point, and then just can't throw strikes. Danny Jansen, Grand Slam, that's where the game's over. It's actually top nine right now. Maybe they can make a comeback. They will not do that. It's not happening. This has been one of the worst skids for the Yankees in, like, years, it seems like. It's, it's, it's just bad. Uh, 
it's been led by just team playing like shit, um, bad managerial decisions to go on top of it, and the, the injuries. It's just it's just bad all around. I don't know if Jake has anything to say, but I mean, no, I, 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 I do have some things to say. All right. Oh, the, the Met fans talking. The Met fan. No. Okay. Oh, okay. Jake, Jake, no, no, let me make my comment. Jackson, you said this is the worst, the worst kid the Yankees have been on in a bunch of years, right? Or in a while. I think ever. Yeah, they're still over 500. Stop fucking complaining. Jesus Christ, I hate Yankees. Oh, so worst so kid ever. See, see they could be over 500, and the weeping continues. Yeah, I, I even, just can't believe we, it. You want to know why? Because we're not oh, using the like the Mets. Word. Sorry. So, you know what? You know what? You know what? This is going to sound really weird. I like it vouch for the Yankees fans here. You're such a Okay. Don't vouch for them. You're such a Mike Stanton fanboy. No, no, no. Jackson can date back to this. I've said since you got Garrett Cole, you have no excuse to not to win the World Series this year. That means that you had the best team in baseball at some point. You should no reason be one game above the Baltimore Orioles after tonight, assuming the Yankees don't score six runs with the final two outs. I mean, it's pretty embarrassing. That's all. I mean, I understand Jackson for being upset, and I know, you know, it's, you know, 21 and 20. Yeah, they're still over 500, but, like, the squad they have, they should be nowhere near that point. I mean, they shouldn't be, you know, it's going to be funny when, it comes down to the end of the season. The Tampa Bay Rays are trying to decide which wild card team to play. They're like, you know what? Let's play the Yankees this year. Like, well, that's literally your point, right? No, that's literally what the Yankees are. You are the pick to play right now. Any team in the AL wants to play you right now. Well, I mean, you said, like, I, mean, I agree with everything you said. But you said the roster they have it shouldn't be this bad. I mean, the roster they have right now, okay. they yeah, yeah. should be this bad. No. But I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, no. I don't get that's the roster you should have said. Like, I mean, I get, like, where you're, where you're coming from. But, like... I'm pissed because, like, they're underperforming expectations. Obviously, it's only because injuries, but that's why I'm pissed. Like, I get, like, what you're trying to say, but, like, I yeah, I understand. Mad. I understand. Like, yeah, I, I, I would also be mad if my team had World Series aspirations and were only one game over 500. Yeah. But it could be much worse. Like, you could be a fan of any other team that's in a much worse spot. Not right now, but just in the future. Wrong. I get, I get that. But it, it, it could really be much worse. I know, it, I know, it feels like it sucks right now. But if you were a fan, I guess you are a fan of a team, actually. If you were a fan of a shittier team, like I guess the Diamondbacks are a pretty good example. They, they were supposed to be they, they like a wild card, maybe division winner. Probably not division winner. They were like lo- a lock for yeah. second coming. And that's a piece hit for the Yankees. All right, they're coming back. It's some would say teams. that the Diamondbacks were <laughs> gonna, or like projected to come in second this season. Yeah, and now they're like by far the worst last. in the NL West. Like that—that's a worse situation than the Yankees. The Yankees will still probably make the playoffs if they're healthy during playoff time. I would not want to play the Yankees at all. I they're still a talented. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't like take there, Cal. I think I still don't think they're healthy. Hey, 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 wait. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but quick question for the Yankees fans. How does it feel knowing that a team that plays in a football stadium is better than your team? What, the, a- what, the A's? They play in a football stadium, don't they? Well, the A's are usually a good team. What are you talking That's not like really like a... <laughs> so that's pretty... Can I go? I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, you can go. You I have can. a lot to say. Okay, so we're looking at this lineup today. We'll, just, we'll start here. Um, DJ's Game obviously over. very good, and he, he already... He already cuts me off. Stop cutting off my rant, Jackson. 
So DJ's obviously very good. I'm not gonna point out DJ voice been very good. Um, pretty shitty bad play. Shitty bad play. That's a word. Shitty play at first base today. It's Sorry, actually three good. words. It's actually three words. What a sentence. Sorry. Hicks is batting 209. He sucks. Frazier's good. Torres is hitting 230. He sucks. Andujar is hitting 220. Fucking bald Gardner is hitting 170. He got. Kid Shioka is batting 200. Estrada's batting 200. Then you, Gary's batting fucking, I don't even know what. Then Garrett Cole, you give him 300 million. He hasn't been pitching well. But Garrett Cole. Tanaka is bound to give him a homer. The bullpen sucks. Chapman sucks. And then on top of that, Boone is the worst manager ever. Am I missing anyone else? And then Judge can't stay healthy. Stanton can't stay healthy. (sighs) You realize, though, that like 29 other teams in the MLB would love to have Claver Torres on their teams. Like, that's the one thing. Freedom. He didn't didn't say he didn't want him on a team. He said he sucks. Sucks. But, like, if you put up those numbers on any other team, they'd be less impatient than you guys are. Who else is injured? Did I miss anyone? Uh, well, I guess the team is Tommy Canley badly right now. I'm not going to talk about I mean, Tommy Canley right now. Jackson. Severino's out the whole season, but yeah, he's in here. Yeah, he's going to fucking suck. When he gets back, he's going to suck. Yeah, the reason why I mean, almost I'm pissed, like, like the whole, like, oh, we're still in a decent spot. Dude, we're literally have we have a, no, you're a not. record. Our record is only one and a half games better than the fucking Orioles. And the Tigers. They might not make the playoffs. They might not make the expanded playoffs. If you don't make the expanded playoffs... I mean, they need to fire Boone. No, the thing well, is, yeah, the thing is, no. That, like, that's Jake, beyond the point. You guys got to start selling pieces. Jake, the excuse is going to be, oh, Boone, it was a 60 game season. We'll give him one more year. Which, I mean, I guess they could. They probably should give him one more year, like a full season. I don't but, know how to hire the like, worst pitching coach. No, the, not like, no, 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 no. The pitching has gotten worse. There is one thing I, there is thing I want to ask. There is one thing I want to ask. Why do they suck so much? Get killed me for this. Like, I know Boone's not that great of a manager this season, apparently. But like, what the hell are the staff around him? Like, you've complained about your you've complained about your training staff every other day because your players keep getting injured. You're saying your pitching staff sucks. Your hitting coach isn't doing much. Like, clearly your team can't hit. Like, is anyone in the staff good? Cal, we can't get a new training staff because we just hire a new training staff. No, no, no. I'm saying, but no, no, no. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like. Uh, also, I don't agree with Jake's take of Matt Blake. That's just that's just uh, that's not Matt Blake's fault, in my opinion. Matt, Matt Blake is one of the best pitching coaches in the league. Uh, Thames, I think that's that's his last name. I think what's the hitting coach's name, Jake? Is it Marcus Thames or something? Yeah, he needs to be fired. He needs to be fired. He's been there for way too long. I get they hit bombs, whatever. They're usually a good hitting team. But I think I just don't, honestly, this is gonna be crazy. I don't see the Yankees winning a World Series until, until they go away from the whole like bombs only thing. Like if they start doing the like, approach to where Contact, speed, getting on base, still stealing bases. I think then they can win. What is this? this the 1980s? Just so you know, not the 80s. The, the Red Sox wanted. I know they were cheating. They won two years ago, basically going off that type of style. Grab that. Grab that. Thank you. All right, sorry guys. Nationals did that. Nationals did that. I mean, they cheated too. But like, we're saying you can't, I don't see this team winning, going with the whole home runs only approach. I, I also don't think it helps that your your two best power hitters in John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge can't stay healthy. And when they are healthy, the team plays well. But if they're only going to play five games a year, it seems like it's not worth it. I mean, 
I agree. Yep. And that's and, and, and that's why when we were having this discussion before, and we've had this discussion before as just a group, and we've had these discussions off air. Do you extend Aaron Judge? No. I mean, because Aaron Judge is one of the best outfielders in baseball. He's one of the best batters no. in baseball, and all that. Yes, and you know, he's he's going to command money somewhere. But do you extend uh, him if he can't stay healthy? You know what's going to happen, right? You, you, you just know what's going to happen. They're going to give him a fucking Ellsbury contract, and he's going to be healthy. He's not going to be – just kidding. He's not going to be healthy. He's going to be hurt for the rest of his fucking career. That's he sucks. Jake, that's not going to happen because the Yankees don't do that anymore. Obviously, Cole, that's the whole different story. He's the pitcher. The, I, for Judge, you got to extend him. You can't just let him walk. But you give him a three-year deal, in my opinion. But he's not going to accept great. a three-year deal. I would give him like a I think he accepts three-year deal if you give him like thirty million or something like that a year. But what? But I, I'm just like my thinking is: Would you rather have thirty million for th- over three years, so ninety million total, or would you have like twenty million over six, seven years? I mean, I, I, I agree with that. I, I, don't think think he wants to leave, well, I don't think he wants to leave the Yankees, though. But like, he, no, yeah. he definitely doesn't. But I'm not giving him a six-year contract when he but, can't say healthy. Like, so it's much. it's also it's also important to realize that money talks, and that like that's true. I just don't think Judge is that type of player. I think like three years, thirty mil. Also, I mean, speaking of Judge, this is a huge offseason for the Yankees. A lot of guys expiring. See, it's just big decisions to make. But the, huge decisions to make. I, I think the biggest problem is that like, and we. I think this has been discussed in a lot of different leagues, and you know we've we've talked about this in the NBA, and you know this is a big topic in soccer as well. Is that what's the budget going to look like for teams? with COVID and not being able to have fans in the stands and not being able to get gate receipts and, you know, not being able to sell promotion nights and all these other things that are so important because I, I'm not going to com- claim to be a financial expert, but I wonder how much of the Yankees budget comes from being able to sell out Yankee stadium every day and being able to sell Aaron judge and Garrett Cole. And, you know, you're, we're talking about a big time money signing like Garrett Cole and you, fans haven't been able to watch him live. I mean, Unless they oh, yeah. went to spring training for the two you, weeks yeah. that they're I mean, the, yeah, it's the Yankees. You know, I think that figure out some way to get money, but I mean, yeah, it's gonna be kind of a problem. And uh, I, I think it's gonna be a problem for every team. That's why, like, I don't think we'll see many big time signings this summer. In like the sense of like, or not the summer, excuse me, the winter. In like the sense of you know, we had the Garrett Cole signing, we had the Rendon signing, we had those big time signings. How many of those do we see this year? Or do we see more guys start taking qualifying offers and start taking, you know, cheap one year, like $15 million, I don't even know why I said that cheap, but like $15 million deals, and then banking on having fans next year and being able to get the money from that? Yeah. Luckily for the Yankees, the Ellsbury contract comes off the books. But, I mean... Yeah. It's going to come off the books, and then we're going to give another one to Judge! <laughs> But like I, I feel like Aaron Judge is still deserving of a like a long term contract. I, I'm pulling up his stats right now, no. but I mean he's not, what a, he's what a, he's a potential fifty home run hitter any single year. I mean he's if he stays healthy, provided he's what twenty five years old. No, that's oh he's twenty eight. He's young. He's twenty eight. But yeah. that, I mean that's still just hitting his prime. Like that's just hitting his prime. And you know, so we, I, I'm looking at his stats right now. And last season he played 102 games. Uh, he batted 272, had 27 home runs, 55 RBIs, 27 home runs the year before, 52 home runs in his. I don't know if it was actually his rookie deal or year. I don't think it was, but in uh, 2017 he had 52 home runs, 114 RBIs, uh, 
batted 284, struck out a lot, but that's just who Aaron Judge is. I mean, he's either going to strike out or hit you a home run. So I, I think that, like, eventually you have to consider re-signing him because it does right by a player who's been there the whole time. Yeah. And I, th- I think that means something in baseball, and it means something in sports is sticking by guys and showing loyalty. I, I, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but, like, I mean, how how much different would the conversation be if the Lakers didn't re-sign Kobe? And yeah. I mean, we we've talked. I've seen this firsthand with Dwayne Wade, and you know, everyone blamed Pat Riley for the situation. And I'm not going to claim to know the whole situation, but you know, it left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth. And would the same thing happen with Yankees fans if they said, you know, Aaron Judge, you're not good enough, or Aaron Judge, you can't stay healthy, so we're not going to extend you? Yeah. Uh, I have a quick question for everyone. Uh, I think it hasn't been brought up enough. This is about the Yankees. There was a rumor of it last year. Are balls still juiced? Because I think they were obviously juiced last year. And they or were absolutely juiced last year. I think I, balls are still I think that they're still juiced. I think they're a little less juiced, though. Because I, mean, I haven't seen the yeah. same amount of home runs, but I've definitely seen a lot of home runs. Yeah. I think balls are still juiced, for sure. They were definitely juiced last year. I'm not, I don't really know. I remember giving it much thought. I mean, I, I'm just kind of ta- – I'm not even looking at, like, stats or anything, but, like, the Giants couldn't hit home runs for 16 years, and now they're hitting a home run every single, like, at bat, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, maybe Wilmer Flores is just the greatest power hitter of all time, and he can hit the ball at the park every time. But, he is. He yeah, is. no, he is, definitely. Or, like, maybe Mike Yastrzemski – I watched Wilmer for eight years. He's insane. Or maybe Mike Yastrzemski is the greatest baseball player I've ever. Um, and, that, you know, he can just hit home runs all the time, but – it seems like they're still juiced to an extent. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe they're not, and maybe we're just overreacting, and maybe you know people are just more stronger. More stronger, yeah. That's that's English. They're more stronger. Uh, damn it, Donovan Solano. Oh, he's safe. Woohoo! Go, go Donovan Solano. Sorry, guys. Watching the Giants game on, uh, on my TV. Uh, does anyone else have anything to say about the baseball before we move on to the NHL? Let's go. I'm going to take that silence as a no. You know, Jake, I hate to say it, but the Islanders lost today. Anyone and, and anyone catch that, or is that just going to fall on deaf ears? No, I caught it. it was no, I caught it. That's pretty good, man. I'm glad. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, so, Jake, the Islanders sucked today. What happened? Um. Yeah, it was a it was a tough game. Um, obviously. Had a uh, tough seven-game series against the uh, Flyers. We came out on top, obviously. First trip to the Eastern Conference Final in 27 years. And Dude, uh, the no Lightning have been on rest for like a week. So they've been, they've been preparing for us. We haven't had much time to prepare. He come in. They score. You know, two minutes in. Point walks in. And then Ebbs ties. It's my guy feeling good. And then they just scored about like eight more. <laughs> um, we just did not look good today. Um the Lightning are a very fast-paced team, and I don't think we play well against fast-paced. Um, Flyers and Capitals play a lot differently than Tampa does, and I just think their firepower is just too good. Um, but I don't want to like be too disconfident. Like, disconfident um, is not a word. I hate to say it. Yeah, no. Was, yeah. I didn't watch the game. I wanted to ask though. Like, was your defense that bad today, or was it no, goalkeeping? No, like, it was a little bit of both. I don't yeah, know, Cal. Like some, some, I feel like some goals could have been stopped. But I feel like once they're up 6-2, like, you know, they don't give a fuck. Cal, um, I, I, this guy, 
I hate to say, Cal, but when you allow eight goals, it's usually not a good sign about your defense. No, I don't think so. But, like, at the same time, I, like, I read a stat that, like, the Lightning had four goals in the first 11 shots. And, like, that's clearly something wrong. The the three goals were in Grice's fault. Um, Once Barrow came in, I mean, Barrow could have, Marty could have stopped some of the shots. uh, But, uh, you know, it's fine. It's one game. You know, seven game. uh, Well, yeah. Full series. Uh, hopefully they just you know wake up. Hopefully Barry will fucking whip them into shape. Um, yeah, no, well, I was kind of nice confident to beating the fucking one seed, and now they lose eight two. But um, sorry, we'll look back on this when they win the cup as a funny memory, I guess. What if they don't win the cup? Is it now just not going to be a funny memory, or what's the deal there? Um, well, if they don't win the cup, then they needed to win the 8-2 game. But <laughs> <laughs> If they didn't win the cup, I'm sure I'd be happy with making the conference finals without, like... Oh, I know. Like, I, I'm very happy, but, like... Yeah, like, I like again, like, I gotta keep giving credit to the Islanders. I mean, like, they were the better team in that Flyer series by far. I mean, I know Philly won all three of those games in overtime, but, like... Well, Philly yeah, they won the series. The I hope they'd be the better team. That's usually how that works. No, but like, it's not the point I'm trying to make. Like, Philly were nowhere near the better team in, I want to say, five, if not six of the games in that series. Um, and, you know, it is hard for the Islanders to just turn around and play a team off as many days of rest as the Lightning have had after they swept aside the Bruins. Well, not swept aside, but basically dusted aside the Bruins in five games. And then they've got all that um, speed you got to keep up with. It was going to be a hard game. I didn't expect for it to get to eight. But, yeah, I mean, eventually you go down 6-2 and your team kind of checks out. So I, I, th- I think my question for Jake here is, if this uh, series goes to 7, how disappointing is this game going to be? And and you lose in 7. And you lose in 7, provided. Uh, I wouldn't be disappointed. I mean, if you take Tampa to 7 games, that's that's pretty good. It'll suck, but, like, I won't be mad. Uh, depending on how we look. Like, if we, if we lose, like, 8 nothing game 7, that would suck. But uh, <laughs> if we do take Tampa to 7 games... Um, and if Tampa does win the series, I think they win the cup because I think if they do move on, Sam Coast comes back next round, and just add, adding him already. Like, wait, do you do you move point? Like, do you move point down? Do you move like where do you put Sam Coast in that? I game? mean, I I think the first line's clicking like they are. You don't break yeah. it up. Yeah, that's, that's what I was gonna say. And like, I I think Sam Coast uh, would I think Sam Coast would understand playing the second yeah, line yeah. if it's winning I'm games. Just, I just had a thought in my head, but uh, no, if we uh, if we took it to seven, I'd be happy, but. This point, I wouldn't be mad by any sense, but I'd have to see how it goes. But if you play yeah. like I did today, no way it goes fucking seven. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, you guys lost eight that, uh, two. Well, uh, we'll see Wednesday. And then I was hoping that it. Sorry, go ahead, Jackson. Go, go ahead, Jackson. Uh, I'm just hoping it's not a Stars Islanders final because that'd be the most boring <laughs> final of all time. Absolutely. God, no thanks. Uh, also, I feel so bad for Nathan McKinnon. Me too. Can we get yeah, him some? Look, look, look. I, I would I, say, I would say, can we get Nathan McKinnon some help? But he has plenty of help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had a lot, they had a lot of injuries in that series, though. Yeah, I mean, McKinnon wishes he was good as Joel. Both their, both their goalies, uh, a few defensemen. Um, but uh, yeah, it was tough. Like he had twenty six points in fourteen games. Like that's insanity. Um, and my and my my Canucks, the Canucks fucking lose. They're going to go stand the cup pick. They come back, and then they bottle it against the Knights. <laughs> I fucking hate the Golden Knights. Oh, that should be a positive for the Canucks, honestly. 
taking them to, taking the Knights to seven. Like they're going to be really good next year. I know, but they should have fucking won. Not, they honestly shouldn't have. I also want to, yeah. I also want to say, like, I know you hate the Knights. Um, big props to Mark Andre Fleury, even though he got the loss in that game one. I mean, he still stayed twenty four or twenty five shots after this whole situation's gone on. Like mentally, that's a lot to play with, you know. The whole Leonard situation and the way your agent handled it and the, probably the way that he's been looked at by um, DeVore and the rest of his teammates after that. So, and then to go on top of that, you're playing in a conference finals game. So and wait, why, played really well. Why didn't he play game one? Is there, was there a reason for that? I, I think they were just trying to rest Leonard, but I don't know. Leonard had 14 safe shutouts to close that Canucks series. Yeah, so it wasn't, that's really weird. I, it was a we- it was really weird. Like when I saw that, um, they like I saw I can't remember whose tweet I saw first, but I saw the tweet saying Flurry for Vegas. I was like, really? Like I, and I was expected to go a lot worse. I mean, like, well, I mean, Flurry's still a good goalie. Like I, I think no, of course. And and you know, we we he's been in the league what twenty years? It seems like at this point. I mean, since I've been watching hockey, so like and he's 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 a player who can you know take put away the noise and focus on playing hockey. So I, I don't think it really affected all the situation with his agent really affected him because he's one of those players who just, you know, it's, it's my job and let's go do it. So I don't know. Look, I, yeah, I still no. think that if, if we get a stars, uh, Islanders Stanley cup, I'm not going to watch a single game of it. <laughs> God, it's going to be a hard, it's going to be a hard watch. It's going to be a hard watch. Cause there's so many people that just don't like either team because of how negative their brand of hockey is. They're the most boring. They're the most boring t- and no offense, Jake. And you guys have been obviously been good, but they are so boring to watch. I mean, the, the yes, Islanders winning, are so- winning is so, so boring. Oh. Okay. 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 Dude, dude, you guys, okay. Today, dude. I literally, I literally oh, just said, saying. I literally just said all credit to you guys for, you know, playing well and all that. I don't think it's that boring, but it's it's the equivalent of playing like uh, like a really run. It, it was like watching the Titans last year. The Titans were a boring team to watch. I don't I don't think it's as boring as people think. It's, it's not as boring as people think. But if, if you guys put a start, it's going to be boring again because you'll just play it a certain way. Yeah, no, it's so. it, like it's it's fine to say it's boring hockey, but successful hockey. I mean, it's like it's like watching. Um, the best comparison I can probably find is like Jim Beheim, sir. No, no, it's like watching the triple option. No, the tri- no, I, I find the triple option kind of okay. Name no, the triple boring. option is different. Like I love the triple okay. option. Okay, when okay. Is flat, okay, Nate, there's a difference. If you're running triple option all game, that's boring. If you flash out triple option a couple times during a game, that's entertaining. Okay, I it maybe it's not like just watching triple option in general, but like it's watching one of those triple option drives where they run three yards every single play. Okay, yeah. And you're just like, holy shit, can we hurry up already? Mm-hmm. And okay, uh, no, completely off topic, but FAU plays Georgia Southern on Saturday, and they're a triple option team, and I can't wait to fall asleep halfway through the third quarter. Um, no, but yeah, the whole like, – the like, I got to give them respect still. So, yeah, like, no, look, they it's, are winning they, with this. They, they are a success it's, – it's a successful brand of hockey. But for a casual fan like myself or other hockey fans that don't really mm-hmm. have a rooting interest in the game, it's going to be boring hockey. No, it's yeah. I was gonna say like this. This series right now is a clash of two totally different philosophies. I mean, the Lightning are not a boring team. No, they will like always the, go out and attack on every night. They'll push up for counters. They'll or not so much push up for counters. Push up for counters like it's uh, soccer. <laughs> well, no, teams counterattack in hockey. You watch the Jackets. That's all they did against Toronto, and they beat them. Well, that's because like, Toronto that's the whole sucked, thing. but it's it's basically a 
fluent, speedy team playing against a more defensive, physical, like burly based Islanders team. Um, and it's you know, game Bang. one clearly showed what team had the advantage, but still, I mean, it's still going to be at least three more games. I think it's going to be at least a five game series. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say anything after one game yeah, because no, so I mean, like it's such a yeah. I was going to say because it's such a different situation. You know, the Lightning got so many more days off and. But like it, it is important to realize that an eight-two loss can completely demoralize a team. It's not like a it's not like a three-nothing loss where you're just like okay, whatever. It wasn't our night. An eight-two loss is you were thoroughly outplayed the whole game, and you allowed eight goals. I mean, that can kill a yeah. team's confidence. Well, with the Islanders playing hockey, I don't like see that see it killing confidence. But no, I I don't see it. it. I I don't see it either. I mean, they're well coached. They have. A lot of veterans, and you know, they, they have guys who are experienced hockey players. But it is still important to realize that, like, it wouldn't be completely shocking if this, if, and I don't think this will happen. Let's let's get this out there right now before Jake says some shit to me. It would not be shocking if the Lightning beat them in four because of this demor. Like, it's this is a demoralizing loss. No, I agree. They, I think there's, it, I there's think no other way around that. No, I, mean, I agree. Um, it, you you don't you don't just wake up the next day and go, damn, okay, we lost whatever next game. You go, damn, we lost eight two. How the hell did that happen? No, yeah, because the Lightning did that. If you, if y'all remember, the Lightning did that same thing last round. Um, we beat the Bruins seven one in game three to go two one up, and the Bruins were never the same after that. The first two games were really competitive. The third game was an absolute blowout. Yeah, I mean, and that, the last that two games happens a lot. Flat. That happens a lot in sports. I mean, not just mm-hmm. hockey, but it happens a lot in sports. Yeah. Also, uh, to the Bruins. Mainly, their media members and fans. Y'all got what you deserved. Y'all were out of line for calling Tukarask out for wanting to go home. For the you know he wasn't clearly mentally there. You know, me- mental part of the game. Like people underestimate the mental fact of sports. If a guy's checked out mentally or something's going on with him mentally, it affects his game. He doesn't have the confidence that he that he uses to play better on certain nights. You can see it in any sport. If a guy's got confidence or the guy's like, you know, he's got a good attitude. He's playing better than someone who's a little discouraged. And clearly Rass didn't feel he was up for it. Um, gave himself up, left the bubble, got endless amounts of abuse. Um, and I'm sure, you know, I, you know, I don't mean to target this at all Bruins fans. Cause there are some that did give him some respect and, you know, did, you know, didn't, criticize him for leaving but to those that did criticize him to those like people on hockey twitter i can't remember the one guy's name but the guy who tweeted like you know Tukaras gave up on boston your teammates he verified he got like two thousand comments that night like like you deserve to lose in five i'm sorry that's just i wanted to bring that situation up i just thought it was unacceptable i mean here's here's my thing and I, I as a college football fanatic and a beat writer and someone who's covers teams and you know has covered a team that has had three players opt out for various different reasons why does it matter why a player opts out why does it matter if a player opts out because their family has had issues in the past with covid or because you know their their child has heart or has health problems or just because they don't feel like they want to play i mean why the fuck does it matter it shouldn't matter the whole point of a a game like this is that they have to make decisions that affect themselves, 
that affect them, family members that affect everyone around them. So it's bullcrap that anyone gives a shit why someone opted out. It is bullcrap. You're not put in a situation like that. You're not put in a situation where you leave your family and your friends for weeks on end, or in the case of the NBA bubble, for three months. And to this point, most people still didn't get I mean, that's just completely bullcrap. Uh, I, I don't know. I Look, that's just always been my opinion. That's going to keep being my opinion. But if you're going to give someone shit for opting out, uh, honestly, go screw yourself. That's the best way I can say. Um, I understand that people uh, go through things during the time of the bubble and how it's a tough mental challenge. But to be a fan of a team in the bubble and to have a star player leave like Tuka Rask, I can understand why some fans find it frustrating. I, okay. I, I, I get I, the idea that it's frustrating, but it's important to realize that they're not making that decision because, you know, Tuka Rast just didn't make the decision because he wanted to leave the bubble. He made the decision because he's been away from his family. He's been away from a, a – he's in a, been in an abnormal situation where he's stuck in a hotel room. I mean, that's a challenge. No, no, no. So – yeah, but the the thing is, the rest of his teammates are going through the same thing, and they're not giving up on their team. Like Tuka, Tuka went home, and then Boston loses in five. Let's say Tuka doesn't go home, Boston probably brings it to seven at least. Yeah, and, and and that's fair. That's a fair assumption. That's a fair. I that's not a bad way to look at it. But you know, every people, every person deals with things differently. I mean. I feel like some people probably feel fine in the bubble because of their personality or because, you know, maybe they don't have family or maybe, you know, like I'm sure a rookie who doesn't have a family, like a, a true family in their area feels fine doing it because it's the same, it's the same way as it would feel. So like a guy like Tyler Hero, you know, his family's in Milwaukee and, you know, he, all, all he has is that Instagram check with him. I mean, like he, I, he probably feels a lot better than a guy like an established vet would. I mean, a guy like Andre Iguodala, who's been in the league for so long, and he's got family. I mean, there, there's a lot different of a situation there. So I, I just don't think it's okay. fair to say that, like, just because one player reacts to it one way, every player should react the same. I don't think he quit on his team. That's just, like, my way of thinking. I don't think he quit on the Bruins. I just don't think he did. No, I just okay. think yeah. yeah. I just think the timing was weird because the night yeah. before, yeah. he no, said, the, the, the timing wasn't the great. Playoffs, like, he was making comments just about the playoffs, and then he left. And then he golfed the next day. No, the, wow, the timing yeah. is weird. The timing is weird, and if you have a problem with the timing, that's fine. But if you have a problem with him opting out, that's a different story, I think. It's not as much on the fan base for me. Like, obviously, there's going to be some fans that are extremists, and we'll say that kind of stuff. And, you know, those are some bad apples. But, like, there were media members that were legitimately... Yeah, that, that you shouldn't know, happen. Okay, Mark James um, on Twitter, his ad is literally his name, M-A-R-C James. This is his tweet. Dear Tuca, as a lifelong Bruins fan, I'm disgusted by your cowardly decision to give up. You quit on Boston, your coaches, all of your teammates, yourself, every Bruins fan. I hope I never see you in a black and gold sweater with the, with the spoke B again. Like, yeah, like that's, that's ridiculous. You, have a, you are verifying yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, that's, that's too far. You are writing for a legitimate source – like, you can't do that stuff. And he wasn't the only one. He's just the only one that's popping into my head because I remember seeing that tweet so much on my timeline. There are other ones like this. Yeah, it's, that, it's just disgusting. That should not happen. I, I, it's, yeah, such no. a, it's such a problem, especially, like, like in Boston. Like, 
I mean, I don't want to go any further in talking about Boston, but like the the media culture in that city, the whole sports culture in that city is always about winning. But I mean, they are so unforgiving. I was talking about we talked about Philly being unforgiving. I mean, that is a that's a media member. That's someone who you know, like Kevin's a media. You know, Kevin works for FAU. He just said it. You know, Kevin would ne- Kevin's not verified on Twitter. No, I wish I was. If we're in that situation, how many of us are really tweeting that? Like, if like if one of the Islanders players leaves the bubble right now, Jake, are you really going to go out and say, you know, I never hope to see you on my team again? Like, it's just disgusting to me. I'm just sorry. Tuka, I have to get it yeah, Tuca has been a Boston Bruin since 2008, and yep. he's had he's had a goals against average, usually under 2.4. Yeah, he has little playoff disappointments, but he's been there for 12 years, and he's yeah. been. Good for the organization and every every like every fan I've talked to saying like oh That's I hope to never see you again the Bruins aren't gonna want him back like she like and then and then they falter like Halak did not step up at all yeah no but Halak was this point That's you, can be, you can be mad all you want but like saying oh I never want you back like it's ridiculous especially if it's too grass mm-hmm. yeah I was gonna say that's the other thing I didn't even touch on this isn't some bomb. This isn't some fourth liner <laughs> that they have on a two year contract that probably was gonna not resign with them. Like, this is – I mean, obviously, the Bruins have had – you know, Char is a legend for them. Um, Bergeron's going to go down as one of their legends. Um, like, this guy's probably, like, one of the third biggest players on this team. And it's been that way since, what, 2009? You know, I, I just I, – I hate that. Like, you know, you got to have loyalty to the guy. And I get the decision is heartbreaking. And I know the Bruins are in a cup drought right now. But it just it just disgusts me so much. Drought. I'm sorry I'm going on about this topic so much. I just gotta say it. Cup drought. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love the but I no, love because it. for Boston this is a cup this is a championship drought. I, I know, love the idea that they're the in a cup drought. You know, you're the Patriots winning outside of these last this last year, basically every other year, if not back to back years. Um the Red Sox, you know, they're on a bit of a fall off now, but you know, they had been good for this decade. The Celtics are always a consistent playoff team. You know, they're in a drought too. But, like, it's just, it's, it just really pisses me off. Yeah, it's really I mean, it's been nine years, so I guess that is a, kind of, that is a drought. Oh, no, a cup drought of nine years. I haven't seen a Stanley yeah, Cup in my lifetime. The, yeah, I got... the Mets are in a 35-year <laughs> cup drought. Wait, cup drought. <laughs> Damn it. What a serious cup drought. <laughs> there, are some, there are some franchises in sports that haven't even, you know, won – Anything, you know, or been to anything. Yeah, there, there are teams anything. that haven't even been to one. The Detroit Lions. Yeah, no, I, I mean, we're going to move on from this topic. I, I feel like Anyways, we've, go Islanders. We, we've discussed at like ad nauseum of this, but uh, let's go on to the NBA. Oh, I had one more question. Of course. One more question. Are yes. you happy about the uh, Panthers hire? Yes, love it. Love it. Love it. I haven't read too much on him. Obviously, I read the, the first couple of. Um, press conferences that he's had and the things that he's initially had to say for the team. It's a step in the right direction. Very good. I didn't expect that. Big season, no. I'm no. just happy. I'm really happy. Just I will just say, I will just say he has also, he has the hardest and easiest job in hockey because he will have a statue built in front of the BB2 Center if he trades Michael Matheson. That's all he has to do. <laughs> That's all he has to do. Anyways, let's go on to the NBA. Uh, oh. Uh, wait, wait. Hold on. Okay, last one more quick thing. Pierre Maguire. That better not happen. That better not happen. Uh, that organization. Pierre Maguire? Question yeah. mark. Yeah, the Coyotes <laughs> might hire Pierre Maguire as their fucking GM. Is that legit? 
Yes, they brought him for a second interview. The He's other. been interviewed twice. Oh, oh my God! They might bring business. They're, they're, they're in a bad spot, dude. They really are. You that, could yeah. offer Lindy Ruff the job instead. He'll <laughs> <laughs> probably take it. Dale Talon's available. Actually, I can't even root for that one. That one sounds terrible. They are in a very bad spot. I just want to say that real quick. You know, they are in a really bad spot. No, they lose the draft picks. They have no really like. Okay, that was that was too harsh, in my opinion. I, I thought they were gonna lose draft picks. But yeah, you, you can you can weave about the punishment all you want. It doesn't matter. You lost the draft picks. It's all I'm saying. I know, but it was that was. And you don't have any good prospects? Your cores like. Eh. Then we have Soderstrom's pretty good. Yeah, Soderstrom's pretty good. All right, let's go on to the uh, NBA. Coyotes suck. <laughs> let's go on to the National Basketball Association, the NBA, the bubble. Uh, I don't know. I'm running out of uh, the, the 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 NBA. Woohoo! Go basketball. The Clippers are winning. <laughs> They're winning. <laughs> so the NBA playoffs are, I think, at this point, thoroughly underway. Uh, the second round matchups are the Los Angeles Lakers against the Houston Rockets. The I'm already blank. I'm watching the game right now, and I couldn't even remember. Come on, Kev. <laughs> the Clippers versus the Nuggets. I'm literally watching the game. The Heat against the Bucks and the Raptors against the Celtics. I want to start off in the Western Conference with the – I think, actually, let's not even talk really much about the Lakers series uh, and the Ra- Rockets, although I think the Rockets at this point kind of look like an actual NBA team. This whole small ball – Six foot five PJ Tucker at center thing is actually working, and this is a little weird. But um, you know, last series, what the hell was that series between the um, the Buck or the Rapt or the Rockets? Excuse me, I'll get it out eventually. The Rockets and the Thunder, Game Seven, and I, I think neither team wanted to win that Game Seven. <laughs> no, it was bad. That that ending was atrocious. The last minute forty, I felt like there was like two points in that scan. That was that was the worst two minutes of basketball I've ever watched in my life, dude. Stephen Adams fucking sucked. Oh my god, no, that was embarrassing. So useless. The him worst part, him the, and Tory Craig, the, in those two games, in those two game sevens. Oh my god. The worst part, and this is so funny to me, is that. Like, Steven Adams would have been the hero if he had gotten one pass from Blue Dorts. Oh, no, of course. He just wasn't moving, he fucking yeah. cut to the basket. Like, exactly. Like, 6'11", you know, post-up you know, post center that he is. But, like, he had the angle. I mean, he had P.J. Tucker on the back of him. He was, like, he had his hand up towards the basket. Blue Dorts has to find him there. I mean, that's a— Y'all saw, y'all saw Channing Fry, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. What did he say? See, Channing Fry was going off on him on every platform. <laughs> I like, love I think, had, I think he had, like, two two-minute— like rants on Twitter, yeah, something on Instagram. Like he was so pissed because, like, that's textbook stuff right there. Like we obviously can't show it again, but like, there was no one else in the paint. All he's got to do is just like, like, just ignore the play. I don't know what Billy Donovan called up. Yeah, I don't know that, what the plan was. Uh, no, I don't even really care about the Lou Dort's play because, uh, look, first, like personally. Oh, I probably wouldn't have Lou Dortz in the game there, but you know he was shooting well, and yeah, he, was, he was the team's best player, so obviously you keep him in the game. But like the final play of the game was one of the worst, worst drawn up plays I've ever seen. No, it was awful. Why? First of all, too. first of all, my first question is why the hell is Steve Adams in the game? If he's not going to do anything, yeah. 
But like, what you were down? What two points? You were down two. You, you were down two. What is Stephen Adams going to do with one second left in the game? Stand you there. Go up for an oop. But you're not. You're not calling an oop with the second yeah. left. You're kind of yeah. try to drop a shot. I mean, that's kind of what happens. And like, you don't try to drop an oop with a second left. Yeah, that. You know what um, I realized, Cal? Yep. Um, I think you said Tory Craig and Stephen Adams. Yeah, didn't you? Tory no, Craig is on the Nuggets. No, but yeah, he's talking about both game sevens. He took the layup yeah. at the end of oh, the game. Oh, I seven. thought you were talking about that one series. Yeah, Tory Craig. No, 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 no. Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. I was. I okay, was just yeah, I thought you were talking about the Rap. I was talking Rocket about the Thunder series. series. I'm like Tory Craig's not. Oh yeah, yeah that yeah, was. Yeah, we talked. We didn't talk about that either. Holy fuck! What in yeah, what world do you cut to the paint instead of cutting out when you can just foul and get fouled and end the game? Yeah, no. Like, like if Conley makes that shot, we would have been clowning Tory Craig to the moon. Like I would have been awful. I think it's important to realize that most, like uh, Mike Malone is one of the smartest coaches in basketball. He's one of the most well. I really respect Mike Malone. That's the coach of the Nuggets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. I just was trying to figure out if it was someone else. But uh, Mike Malone is, I think, in my opinion, one of the most underrated coaches in basketball. What he's done with this Nuggets team is impressive, and how he's how he's been able to develop players has been insane. But why the hell is he shooting there? Well, I don't think it was more well, – because no. keep in mind that possession started with Donovan Mitchell. Like, so I, it was, I don't I, think it was anything that um, Malone could have said. I, I really hope like Mike Malone isn't teaching his players to shoot there because you don't, no, no, you don't give awful. another shot. You yep, stand they, there and you take the foul. And it was a good look too. Like, Conley, like Conley's look wasn't a bad look either. Are you looking at the Zubak poster? I'm sorry. Zubak, Zubak just killed a man. Yeah, Zubak put Paul Millsap on a poster. Jeez. That was crazy. Zubak just killed well, everyone. If the Clippers win this, I'm gonna be. I mean, if the Clippers lose this, I'm gonna be really sad. This is a huge game in the series. Yeah, no, this is a yeah, huge game. Yeah, offensive foul, Jamal Murray. He stinks. Yeah, dude, stop here. You're out of me. This is actually kind of funny. Never mind. Um, Jamal Murray is trash. I want to go to. I, does anyone have anything to say on the Rockets Lakers series besides like this is actually gonna probably be a really good series to watch? Um, AD, you got to be better. Just straight up, Anthony. It was, was good last game. I know, but still, I I need more points out of you. If you if you look at the stat line, he puts up the stats, but like just watching the game, it, he doesn't look like a top five player in the NBA. And, and just like my my thing is like, you yeah. should be the best player on the court when you're playing six foot seven, uh, PJ Tucker. You should be the best six player on the court. Six foot five, PJ Tucker. Six five. Can I talk? Can I talk about one thing about that game too? Um, yeah, got it, bro. What? I don't mean to cut you off too much, but fucking Dan Tony and Russell Westbrook blew that game too. I, like, oh, obviously the the whole game changed when oh, right. shot Kawhi when the blocking foul on Rondo, which would have meant free throws for Russ, changed to a personal foul against Russell Westbrook and free throws for Rondo. The free throws weren't what mattered, but when Russell Westbrook had five fouls at the start of that fourth quarter, he would get stepped by and would just give up on the play. And he did, he gave up like I think me and Jackson were talking about this the other day. How many points did he give up? Like 10, 12 before they eventually took him out. I mean, yeah, I, I'm sure I could actually find the exact amount if I actually had time to look. But no, it was a lot no, of. No, but yeah, I was gonna say like I, I don't know exactly how you look at like points assessed to players, but like uh, Russ just really frustrates me though because like he he is kind of doing the smart thing by not fouling because if he fouls out with twelve minutes to go in the fourth quarter. You kind of surrender the game as is, but like and my thing. But I, yeah. 
my thing, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Gal, but like, if you have five fouls in the with like 12 minutes left in the quarter, you shouldn't be in the game. No, oh, yeah, that, that's what I was going to get to. That's like, why I got to put some of the blame on D'Antoni. Most like, everyone was giving Westbrook crap. Most Westbrook coaches shouldn't have you in the game in that situation because you're a liability then because you're not going to get aggressive because you don't want to take a foul. And so, why is he in the game? Why not save him for the final five minutes when you know absolutely. if he gets a, if if he gets aggressive, then you can go whatever. You know, he got aggressive. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I wanted to make sure I said like D'Antoni also deserves some of the blame because everyone was given because everyone you know, on Twitter and everywhere else wanted to blame Russell Westbrook because, oh, he shot 4-15, you know, it's funny to blame Russ. And don't get me wrong, yeah, it can be kind of funny to blame Russ. But, like, Frank, Vo- Frank Vogel's not an idiot. Like, Frank Vogel knows if you can get the switch on LeBron to Russell Westbrook, LeBron's going to get past Russ with his size and strength any time. And Russ is screwed. Like, Russ was a liability on defense for six minutes of a fourth quarter in a game that is a desperate game to win at this point. When you're up one nothing on a series, like thank God yeah, they were up I mean, by one. If they were down one, like this series is basically over. The series yeah, is just, over. No, this series is over. Because really, no, yeah, you, you don't o- go two zero down to oh, the Lakers. No, oh, I, th- I thought you meant like it's it's over now. No, it's like, definitely not over okay, now. Okay, I think okay, I think yeah, the okay, the Rockets okay. have proven that they have at least the capabilities of competing with. Okay. Yeah, the, no, 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 I'm just talking about in, like if they go down two nothing. But mm-hmm. uh, does anyone have anything else to say on that series uh, or? Yes, Jackson. Uh, yeah. The Western foul came with like eight minutes left, but I mean, I get what you're trying to say, Cal. Well, also, no, because it came at the end of the third, didn't it? Nah, I right. It was like eight minutes left. I think he eight might have minutes. had four at the end of the third. Yeah, yeah. Like but, I mean, he still shouldn't be in the game with four, I think. But uh, Like Tommy said, AD should be dominating more than like, he did last game. But, yeah, like, he just didn't, doesn't feel like he's dominating. You know, he's putting up numbers. P.J. Tucker, you got to give him credit, though. He's just really good at, at his he's job, He's a dog. Honestly. He's a dog. He had a, he had a great game, game two. I think uh, I, I think I saw someone tweet this, but it was like uh, the NBA should make a war a PJ Tucker award and just give to PJ Tucker every year for being PJ Tucker. Yeah, I saw that. Too. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, he but, is yeah. he is one of the most underrated players in his in just in, in his in his overall value and what he brings to a team both on and off the court. I mean, because like we could talk about all his on court impact, but he's a great leader off the court, and you can tell how much the Rockets respect him. And, like, he's not just an, another player for them. When he speaks, you listen, it seems like. I yeah. mean, uh, just completely all I mean, respect Raj, to him. Yeah, Rajon Rondo might outplay Russell Westbrook. <laughs> he was actually playing pretty good defense on James Harden. Uh, Harden still is going to get his, especially like, with no, like, really elite, like, defender on that team. They miss Avery Bradley. Bradley. Not being there. They miss Avery Bradley. Yeah, exactly. But they, they really do. Yeah, Lakers won that game because LeBron was just really great on both sides of the ball. Like, I think he was really good defensively, and no one's really talking about that. But, yeah. Nah, it is unbelievable how great he's been playing. Um, I didn't even re- – like, it's it's almost felt – has anyone else feel like it's felt quiet that LeBron is .2 or I think it might even be .1 rebounds away and .2 assists away from averaging the triple-double this playoffs? Yeah, no, he's it's been, like, the, he's been the most quiet, yeah, did, great performer. Does. And I, we'll get to this again, but, like, how much have we heard about Jimmy Butler's fourth quarter performances? We don't hear anything about the fact that LeBron James has been killing it. And he's literally been the best player on the court every time he's played. I, I guess, obviously LeBron's playing fantastic, but I guess you expect more from LeBron. I know triple-doubles is insane, but, like, I feel like you look 
for more of a point performance than an assist performance from LeBron. I, so I mean, I don't know. Averaging like twenty-seven points, he's got thirty-five. You're not. Yeah, I was gonna say this is this is a thirty-six. I'm not saying it should be expected out of him. I'm just saying the casual fan does not look at. 25, 9, and 9 to be like, yo, LeBron went off. They look at 47, 3, and 1 and be like, yo, LeBron went crazy. You know what I mean? I don't don't even know if it's like the idea that like you expect more from him, but like I think it's more so you expect these performances from him, so it's not a topic. Yeah, well, yeah, I just just looked it up. So in seven playoff games since the playoffs have officially begun – uh, LeBron James is averaging 26.4 points on 58% shooting, 40% from Leon the arc, exactly 10 rebounds, and 9.6 assists. Like, wow. not only is that really good, it's also really efficient. Yeah. Like, it's it's blowing my mind. Like, but it does – I don't know. I don't know what it is. It, it Does it feel expected? Like, is it is it really not that impressive that he's doing it? Like, it just feels so insane to me. Like, at 35, he's doing this stuff. Like, it's true greatness. Yeah, yeah, he is obviously a top two player of all time. I know he's old, and you shouldn't expect a triple-double out of somebody who's 35 years old. But uh, I feel like the casual fan still expects LeBron James to do insane things every night. Yeah, I mean, I I think at this point it's like the the expectation is that LeBron James... Yeah, the expectation for LeBron is 40 points in a championship every year. Obviously, he's not going to match that, but... A fantastic performance in the playoffs Wait, so far. Wait, a game? No, I'm, I'm saying the ex- expectation of a casual fan for LeBron James is like 40 points per game in a championship every year. Yeah, he's not and wrong for saying that's that. that's unrealistic. He's not wrong for saying that. That's The the expectation is that he Blue scores Will. 40 points a game in a championship. But, like, no, he's he's been he's been insane. Uh, does anyone else have anything to say on the Western Conference Series before we move on to the Eastern Conference? I'm going to take that nope. silence as the answer yeah. here. I want to go first to the 2-3 matchup, the Toronto Raptors against the Boston Celtics. Why do I keep forgetting these teams' names? I literally watched the game two minutes ago. I mean, come on. No, but uh, the the Boston Celtics now lead 3-2 in the series after winning today, and I think they just basically basically beat the shit out of them today. But Demolished the Raptors. Demolished them. Beat the shit out of them. Beat the shit out of them. There's nothing way around that. That that OG Ananobi shot is huge. They oh my stole God. that game. The game is out. The series was probably going to be a sweep in the Celtics' favor if not for that. I honestly OG thought, shot. like I honestly thought that would completely change the series. I thought the Raptors were going to just win every game after that. I mean, I literally thought like it had yeah. that kind of like demoralizing vibe to it. It, it had yeah, this that, vibe really that it was just going to propel the Raptors to like just to the insane heights. I think this shows Kawhi's impact on the Raptors last year. It was just, it was no, just the way it was, too. Um, like, no team wants to have a breakdown like that with so little time left. Like, that, like that's not so preventable for any team, regardless of conference semifinals or even regular season. That's such a preventable shot. Yeah, like, that was, was game two. that was that was a great... A great play designed by Nick Nurse, but that was terrible defense. I mean, oh, that yeah. was just bad defense. Mm-hmm. That, that's just terrible, like, situational awareness. I think Tatum was on the start. He lost him, and then Brown didn't pick him up. Um, I do want to say one thing about this uh, series. I do agree that maybe it is showing the whole Kawhi effect, but I do want to call out one player in particular. Um, and this might be a little controversial. Uh, I think Pascal Siakam really needs to step it up. He does. He does. I was going to say, that's not controversial at all. He dropped 10 points there. That's not a hot take because, 
like even in like so he was pretty good in the game uh in the game that they won what uh two games two games ago or the t- uh, even last still, game he shot two of 13 from deep yeah i mean like it, like, like yeah, of course. Pascal's not the three point shooter. Everyone, everyone has talked about Pascal Siakam and how good he is, and I'm not gonna say he's not oh, good, yeah. but oh, he's fantastic. He might be slightly overrated. He's got to step. He's got to kind of step it up. I'll be honest. I mean, well, Siakam shot 36 percent from three this year. That's not terrible. That's pretty it's, it's good. Not bad. But when I think Pascal Siakam, I do not think. No. Yeah. No. I don't either. Though. But I like, think dead eye three points. I mean, but like, I know we can do it. I'm just looking at the game log because I had actually pulled this up to mention this, but. So 13 points in Game 1, 17 points in Game 2, 16 points in Game 3, 23 points on 10 of 13, or 23 shooting, 2 of 13 from the deep. Those aren't good numbers. And then oh. I, I know I'm going to get laughs for this, but the plus-minuses aren't that good either. No. Minus 20 in the first yeah. game. Plus minus. No, no. Terrible. I mean, he was terrible. a minus 20 in the first game. He was probably the worst player on the court. You could argue he's the worst player on the court. 5 of 16 shooting in Game 1. Uh, game two was a negative two, so he's at least probably average. And then the last two games that they won, they were he was a plus twelve and a plus four. There's a clear yeah. like difference here in that like when he plays well, the team wins. Mm-hmm. He's their star. He is yeah. their equivalent of a star. I don't think he is a star, but he's their equivalent of one. And so they right. expect I, him to be the best player in the court. I don't think he's a star. What you call a star? Obviously, no. Pascal yeah. Siakam has taken a huge jump in the last two years. Oh, absolutely. From I'm not saying I'm not being, saying he hasn't. Uh, I don't know. Did he score eight to now like a 25 point score? Yeah. Um, he did get yeah. the uh, max extension. Which, if you get a max extension, uh, you gotta you gotta do your thing. Uh, <laughs> you gotta be better than a 10 point score. But yeah, obviously losing Kawhi very or really hurt the Raptors. They looked fantastic against the Nets. They looked fantastic the entire bubble. Um. So, it it sucks for Pascal. I know he's wanting to do better than he is right now, but they still have a game to figure it out. And but they they like they only have a game. Seven. Game seven would be insane between the Raptors and Celtics. Just two chippy teams going at it for forty eight minutes to keep their playoff life on the line. Oh yeah, it, it's going to be insane if they if we get that game seven. I mean, that's just going to be absolutely insane. But, also, this should go without saying, but Jason Tatum is so good. Yeah, no, I, I think I think we have to give the credit to the Celtics here. They look like a team that can actually not oh, yeah. only compete in the NBA Finals, but absolutely win one. I, mean, I said it. Not, I, uh, I rank, sorry, I ranked Pascal in front of Jason Tatum before this series, but it, it has swapped. Yeah. So I, I mean, just want to let that out. They, I said it. Yeah. Sorry. They, they are a team that looks so deep, it's not even funny. I mean – they're not even no. They're actually not even that deep. You change that. They're so top heavy that it's insane. Toronto? I mean, no, it's no, Boston. Boston. Oh, sorry. Boston. I, I mean, I, I like yeah. look at yeah. their minutes. Yeah, Boston's like top six. Yeah, they just need a center. Like top seven, and especially with Gordon Hayward out, that loses. But even like piece. Daniel Feist is a decent player. He's not yeah. a negative. Tyson solid. Oh, Robert Williams had a really good start to the series. But like, off the bench, like it wasn't. Yeah, no. Like, but like, I, I actually just looked at their minutes today. They had thirty-seven to Jalen Brown, thirty-six to Tatum, thirty uh, thirty minutes to Daniel Feist, thirty-six to Kemba, thirty-five to Smart, twenty-eight to Brad Wanamaker. Then their next two were Grant Williams and Robert Williams with nine. Mm-hmm. And then you had seven, three, 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 two. But I assume the last four players were just there because they were up big. But like, yeah, they don't need depth. They I just need to said play this well at one point. I think I was saying it when we were shit on the Sixers, and I wanted to give credit to the Celtics. This team plays together. 
this team plays for each other. Like this is this is probably I mean outside of maybe the Heat and outside of the Heat nuggets. change that outside of the Heat. Thank I you. Mean, culture. How culture no, culture is false. <laughs> it is. No, it's not as good. Plays together. No, like, no, Kemba I, Walker, I know, I know. Yeah. like Kemba Walker is not as good of a player as Kyrie. But yeah, as but a he's locker the perfect presence, point guard for the Boston Celtics. Bingo, bingo. Yeah, he's such a better. Fit. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. he's he's been great. He will, he will take that team further than Kyrie Irving ever could. Yeah, no, and he's ho- there. hopefully they uh, he stays there for a while because I love what the Boston Celtics have yeah. right now. Just no, the center, the like I've said, the Joel Embiid trade would be perfect I, for that team. I don't think you and do. Then, trade I think they're the favorites. I don't think you break it up. I don't think you break this up. You yeah. clearly have uh, one something second, One second, one second. I'm sorry. Patrick Beverly just got an offensive board with 50 seconds left. He's so good. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> like, I don't think you break it up now. Why Why do you break this up? I mean, it's clearly working. I don't know why you break it up and trade, like, Jalen Brown and some pieces for Joel Embiid. Don't ruin what's working. Yeah, no. Well, I'm, I'm... okay. You, you can say that You can say that it's working. And it is, obviously. They look phenomenal. But is this team a championship-level team? Yes. I think the I don't, I right don't now. think the Celtics. I don't think the Celtics can win a title with this team. If the Celtics what? trade Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and a first, and grab Joel Embiid, I think they're an obvious favorite for the. I disagree. There, you, you do realize that Brown and Tatum are just going to keep getting better, though, right? Like, and so is Joel. Okay, but no, nah, I don't. Like I, that. I, don't. I think. I think in at least this season with the bubble and the the, the thing that we've seen with like anything can happen. I don't see how the Celtics can't win the NBA championship. Yeah, no. Like, what, what's stopping the Celtics from getting in the finals this year right now? Uh, uh, I agree with uh, Tommy. Well, a lack of big, and they don't have one true star power player. But Daniel Feist has I, been I, good. Dude, Daniel Feist is fine. Daniel Feist is a star power player. No, no, no. You're talking about star power player. Star power player. How can you yeah. tell me that Tatum isn't? Um. He, he's not. He's not on that level yet. Oh, I just he's not, he's not, he's not on the NBA finals. Dude, no, he's not number one on the NBA finals. He, he almost had. He almost had the Celtics to the finals in his rookie year. Yeah, I don't, it, I don't think that's all Tatum. I think I think we're hyping Tatum up a little bit too much no, right now. Okay, if it's not all Tatum, then look at what Kemba Walker and Jalen Brown are doing. Like, like I don't. I don't. I, don't I disagree. I disagree with you completely. To here. get a bucket, that's fine. That's fine, but. I, I don't think they beat the Lakers in a series. I don't think they beat the Clippers in a series. I don't know if they beat the Nuggets in a series. I don't know if they beat the Rockets in a series. But like, Honestly, I don't know who they beat like, in the West. The, but over time, the Lakers are going to get worse with well, some of the contracts every, on the team. And as are the yeah. Clippers. Like, the Clippers might very well lose Montrose Hill. Here, I'll, you know, we're, we're, talking about, we're talking about this season. Guys. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm going to make this argument later with the Heat. and this is So this is kind of foreshadowing in this case. I think every team in the playoffs right now has a chance of winning the championship because we have there's so much what like home court advantage means so much in the NBA and there is none. So it it has this like for me it has this March Madness vibe where like anything can happen it. and that like I I actually really like the bubble. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it, it it's different and like I, I don't really it does miss feel crazy. It does feel crazier. Like it feels like it has this feel of like no. anything can happen on any given I, night, and that like no. just like you know one game could be the game that decides a whole series because there are no fans, and so like normally like a team if they were to go down two nothing in a series, 
would be kind of broken. I don't think that would happen this year. Like, if a team, unless you're like the Milwaukee Bucks who go down 3 nothing and then look like they're completely out of the playoffs, and please don't. Oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm getting flashbacks and PTSD. But, like, I, I feel like anyone can win. I mean, I feel like this is a really a situation where it's like, mm-hmm. it is just so out of the blue and that, like, we don't know what will happen because... Ah, Clippers won, baby. See, Sorry, the Clippers won. Life and man. Anything can better. happen. Anything can happen. The Clippers can now. Okay. Uh, they're actually well, really the good. Clippers were going to win it regardless. <laughs> Paul George can play this better. This is just an added thing. There's your, any, there's your anything can happen. Paul George dropped 32 on really efficient shooting. I had him on my FanDuel's lineup. Let's go, boys. Sorry. Um, Let's go. Even good four games, Cal. Well, yeah, he's he's a bruise, but like it was just a joke. He right, also wanna, played really well in that game five. There so, is still one more series, and it's the series that I'm really loving right now. Uh, the Miami Heat are up three nothing or three one. Excuse me, they did lose game four. Psych. Psych. They are up three one on the Milwaukee Bucks, and I don't think they've even played good basketball this far. I don't think they've been that good. Oh. I, I, Kevin, would you like to start on your team? Because I have a lot to say about the Miami Heat. Yes. I got a good amount to say, too. Actually, no. You uh, know what? I'll like, go last. I'll go last. You guys yeah, start. Tom, you, um, you start. I'm loving yeah, this. I'll, I'll start. I was completely wrong about the Miami Heat. Say it again. I'll, wait, I'll wait, wait, wait. Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, was, say it one more time. I, I couldn't hear you. I couldn't I'll, hear you. I'll, I'll, I'll take every beating for this. I was 100% wrong about the Miami Heat. <sighs> the culture thing is actually real. Like, it, it's not a joke. <laughs> Jimmy Butler's culture is actually a fact. Um, the, the, I don't know how I didn't see this coming in. I had way too much faith in Giannis. The Miami Heat matchup for the Bucks is insane. They had the, the Giannis Heat, stopper. They Heat completely outmatched this team. You know, even even in game one, right after game one, like, oh, shit, the Heat got the series. Because the Bucks, the Bucks are not a three-point scoring team. The Heat are. And the Bucks shot better in that game. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, if, if he could win a game where they shoot worse than the Bucks, how were they losing this series? Um, I, I don't know what I was thinking, really. I, I, I wish I could go back and, like, say that, but I really thought Giannis were going to be more dom- dominant. The Giannis stopper, Bam Adebayo, <laughs> he, he stopped Bam. My, His plus minus has been through the roof. But my, I, I think the best part of this... <laughs> I don't know if you know if he's serious anymore. No, the, the best part of this is... I don't even think it's been like Bam as the honest stopper. I think it's been Jay Crowder. No, it has. Jay Crowder. It's been Jay Crowder. That's, that's been the one thing I wanted to bring up. Um, the system that Miami have to limit Giannis is, I mean, the best way I can describe it is the three-man press. The second Giannis crosses the half court, Bam Adebayo is there to meet him. The second that they try to get Bam Adebayo off him, guess who rolls onto him? Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, also one of the better defenders in the league. When they try to get Jimmy Butler off of them, guess who's there? Jake Crowder, another great defender. So you're wasting about, um, I want to say 16 to 20 seconds of your shot clock trying to get your star player open, and the Heat will not let him go. It's off, it's like, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe I can't even come up with a metaphor. But I can like, describe it. I can describe go it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I can't come yeah. up with a metaphor. Okay. Yeah. There is, my, the Miami Heat are the only team in the NBA that has four guys who can stop Giannis Antetokounmpo on any single play. Jimmy Butler, Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, Bam Adebayo. And honestly, they might have five with Derek Jones Jr., although I think he's less of a Giannis stopper and more of just an overall good defender. But the most important thing to realize with the Miami Heat right now is that they aren't even playing well. They have not played a game 
at least in my opinion, in this series right now, where I feel like they have played a complete game of basketball, where they have been just out and out the best team in the game, and it's like there's no question. They've been a good team so far, but they have not been anywhere near the best team in basketball. I mean, they have they, they look like it because they've won three games, but that's because the way that they play is they go, you know what, Chris Middleton beat us. Brooke Lopez beat us. Eric Bledsoe beat us. I mean, we're not going to let Giannis beat us. We're going to let all these other guys who fall into this team beat us. And what they're doing is they're showing the inefficiencies in Giannis's game. And yes, Giannis won MVP. And all credit to him, he's a very talented basketball player. But I don't think we can call him the best basketball player in the world right now if he can't oh, shoot the ball. No way. No, yeah. Giannis if he can't shoot the ball. Giannis, if he is, Giannis is if, not if, the best player in the world. I think that it is so important to realize that, yes, Giannis should have won the MVP this year because it's a regular season award. And he was mm-hmm. the best player in the regular yeah. season and his team was the best team yes. in the regular season. Yes. But they're not. he's not the best player in the world because he can't shoot. He's no. irrelevant anywhere besides six feet from the basket. And the, you see this with the Miami Heat. And if Giannis plays in game five tomorrow, which I don't think he does, first of all, I don't think no. you could play after two sprained ankles, regardless of if you want to or not. That's very dangerous and that has killed a lot of careers. But he's going to get beaten again. And he's going to get really frustrated, which we've seen. We've seen mm-hmm. Giannis get frustrated and put himself into bad situations because – I mean, it's just been such a bad situation for him. And I just want to say this. Mike Boonholzer is a terrible coach. No, yeah. Well, okay. I'm no, done. I don't want to go no, he's a terrible go coach. He's not a good playoff coach. He's a, he's a fantastic regular season coach. We've seen it with the Atlanta Hawks. We've seen it with the Bucks. He, he dominates the regular season. But, Once it gets to the playoffs, he does not know how to no, coach yeah, a basketball game. But I think, I think, I think being, good in the, oh. being good in the playoffs is where you need to be good. Yeah. yeah I mean, I honestly – he, he feels like another Dwayne Casey, and I really yeah, hate to say that because I really like Dwayne Casey. I really like. No, he, honestly, he feels like a lot of like Mark Jackson, because Mark Jackson was really good in the regular season with the Warriors, and then when they got to the playoffs, they were never anything. Then yep. Steve Kerr came yep. in, they won a championship. I mean, look, Giannis should be playing forty minutes a game, and the fact that he was playing thirty-six minutes a game shows a lot. And the fact that that's his quote-unquote ceiling. What's the playoffs for then? Is the playoffs not where you play yeah. your best players? Mm-hmm. No. I mean, I that's agree. that's bullshit. I, I completely don't buy that take that they can't – that he can only play 36 minutes a game. I don't buy I also want – yeah. I also wanted to – we didn't talk about game one in particular. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, go um, ahead. I was pretty much stuck there. He blew game one. Oh, he did? You can argue he blew game two and three. Game one especially. Um, Jimmy Butler goes – is going off the whole game, and you have the defensive player of the year, and he's not switching on to him. And then Giannis is asked after the game, you know, so frustrating. Like, he, I think, yeah, I was gonna say, I think that's where the frustration for Giannis started. I think, like, I think defensive like, player of the year, you should be on the best scorer on the other there, team. There, there is wasn't. a there is a point where you have to have that instinct, and I'm trying to think of players who, like Kawhi Leonard, would have that instinct where he would go, "Someone else is beating us. I'm going on him. It's over. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting you beat me." But yep. like Giannis went, yeah, no, coach tells me not to do this, so I'm not doing this. You have to show some killer instinct. You have to no, show yeah. and realize Jimmy Butler's beating me on every play. That's not happening anymore. I'm going on and make you, make you beat us somewhere else. And, you know, the Heat had, had a similar problem in game four where they, they kind of went like Jimmy Butler wasn't guarding Chris Middleton down the stretch, and I don't know why. And that kind of affected them because they had a, they had a switch on and Tyler Hero, and that was like the three that made it a four-point game. But Giannis has to recognize that and Giannis has to recognize 
that like if Mike Budenholzer isn't going to do it, he has to do it. And you know if if the Bucks get mad at him, the Bucks aren't going to get mad at him because if he says choose between me or Mike Budenholzer, they're going to choose between Gian- they're going to choose Giannis. Because like you you choose the player, not the coach, in my opinion. But like especially when the coach is Mike Budenholzer. But like Mike Budenholzer has shown no killer instinct. It has been a lot of just minute rotations, and it has been the same thing that it was in the regular season. And the Miami Heat are beating it because they know what you're going to do. There have been about yeah, um, yeah, you can go, you can go, you can go. There have been about five points in the series where I think like we use the phrase "wake up call" as a, like a cliche to say like you know that bam, that's when the team woke up. There, I think there's been about six points for them this series, five six points for the Bucks where there could have been a wake up call. And let alone one. losing game one, let alone losing game two. Like so many individual moments in games. And there's just there there's a word I love, especially in the playoffs. Or when you're fighting for something important. Urgency. There's no yeah. sense of urgency in the Milwaukee Bucks. They they there's they are they were coasting. They were coasting mm-hmm. up until game four when Giannis went down and they went, Oh shit, maybe now we gotta actually play. Yep. And now yeah, it feels you, like it's too mm-hmm. little too late. Because I but think even, I, I think Miami comes in game five and just beats the shit out of them. I think they just go, you know what, let's just end this now. This is over. We're ending this. But even, even in past series, even in past years, like game one against Orlando even. Like, okay, there's one thing I did. I want, I should have looked this up before. In game one of series, these last couple of years, how many times have the Bucks won a game one? They've sucked in game one of series. They're, they are one of the – I feel like they've been one of the worst game one teams out of the consistent playoff teams in the last couple of years. There's uh, like I think outside of that one time they got matched up against the Celtics in the playoffs and they won that game one. I think the Bucks have lost about every game one since they moved from yeah. uh, since they moved to Pfizer Forum, which was a couple years ago. Um, there, there's no urgency in the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know if it's because there are small markets. I don't know if it's because you know they still were the best team in the regular season and all that. But every time I watch this team. You know, Miami have an urgency. Miami have a fight. They know what they have to do to win. I just don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why the Bucs don't have that. I don't and especially fight. because you lose this series. I mean, you're really on the last leg with Giannis on Terry Google here. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. Like, I hate, I hate to talk about all this because I know Giannis, you know, such a great guy. And I'm sure, you know, he's said multiple times he loves the city of Milwaukee and he wants to be a buck for life. But, like, like you're not delivering with this guy. He's going to go to a team that's going to deliver with him. Like he's going, like he's going to go to Miami. He's going to want to go team up with Stephen Curry in Oakland or San Francisco now, Bay Area. Like this is really your last leg with him, and this is really where you should be showing the most urgency. And you're not showing it. It's really concerning. I, I know one way that yeah. Um, I have three things to say before uh, Jackson. You could go after me. Cal basically already covered two of them, or Kevin may have covered one. Cal may have covered one. Giannis will leave. I would not be surprised. I would not be mad at Giannis if he leaves. Um, he's proved that he's not the best player in the NBA during this playoff span. Um, he's obviously still a top three, five player, five. No, he's player, top three. Like, he's top three. You you can call him top three. He's top three. Yeah, when Katie's when okay. Katie's not healthy, he's top three. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably put him at four if KD was. KD of last year at this point, but he's a top yeah. three player. He's one of the best players in the NBA. Until Giannis develops a consistent jump shot, he will not reach the next level, which is 
I'm Giannis and I'm taking over the game. He cannot take over no, a game by can't. himself. Honestly, he might not even be worth putting in the game in the last five like minute of the game. That might be a stretch. No, because he really needs because to do something. he becomes a negative late in games because they the other team can he foul does. him and he's only shooting fifty percent against the Heat. So there's he no reason for Miami game. not to just I, go. I, we'll I foul you. More, sorry, I have one more thing to say about the Bucks to show a little bit of urgency and want to keep Giannis in Milwaukee, and then Jackson, you could go after me. Trade for Chris Paul. The Bucks need a shot creator. I don't they, think they yeah. need a, a shot, shot creator, creator so like much Chris as they Paul? need a playmaker. Which you think Chris Paul fits that too. I mean, I think I think Chris Paul is the perfect player for Giannis. I think so he's the best player for Giannis. Oh, I do too. And if the Bucks let Chris Paul go to a different team, make up a package. You're probably gonna have to give up Eric Bledsoe. You're gonna have to give up either like. Connington or DiVincenzo. And then probably Give Brooke up, like, Lopez. A makes few other players work. and then like a pick. That's and, fine. And you got Chris Paul. It shows It shows that you want Chris. Uh, you want Giannis to stay. Giving Giannis Chris Paul, which is probably the perfect player for him. I, I've obviously never seen it before, but I could just imagine that duo being deadly. I think a Chris Paul and Giannis duo with Chris Middleton on the wing, I'd, I'd be scared to play that team in the playoffs. Yeah, because I mean they don't they don't really have a player that could like take that last shot right now. I well, I obviously Chris Middleton hit hit big shots at the end. That of the, shot was um, lucky. It wasn't lucky. Was no, that was just Chris Middleton okay. being Chris Middleton. I mean, he was ki- he's yep. been killing the Heat all series. And he's he's a I'd terrific basketball Paul player. Taking that shot. Yeah, that that that's all I had to say. And then uh, Jackson, you could talk now. Uh. There's, yeah, there's several things for the Bucks that I have to say. Uh, I agree with Tommy. Like, the Chris Paul thing would be perfect, which is, like, kind of similar to, uh, like, it's, it's similar to Paul Trey, but I think Giannis, if, if, if he wants to stay or the Bucks want to keep him, and, like, Giannis wants to win a title there, Giannis has to go to the front office and be like, give me, like, a second superstar or get, like, Chris Paul. Yep. But yep. I think that's the only way that I think Chris Middleton will be a perfect three on a championship team. Chris Middleton will be one of the best threes on a championship team. But, yeah, you got to get Chris Paul or you ask – you go to the front office, like, give me a star, and I'll stay. Chris um, Middleton would probably be the best three in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, honestly. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, it's, either him, it's either him or Jalen Brown. Brown. Yeah. It's either him or Jalen Brown, if that's um, the case. Uh, also, everyone needs to stop this whole Giannis. He's going to play for a different team next year. They're not going to trade him. He'll stay there for one more year, and what then the he'll sign with a new team. Oh, obviously, obviously they're not trading him, but you know, I, I don't think any – No, everyone is starting that. I, I have not heard the Giannis getting traded thing at all. <laughs> just, just, just check Twitter replies after the Bucks lose. That's, all, that's, just, that's just all yeah, I, I not, The Milwaukee Bucks are not trading Giannis. That would be the biggest shock of my entire life. I know, but everyone's like, he's going to play for a new team next year. I'm like, no, he's not. He's, he, he's gonna he, stay will, he will be on the Bucks for at least another season. I'd bet my life on it. Yeah, no. I, yeah, yeah, no way the Bucks give up on an opportunity of having Giannis for one more year. Just to trade yeah. him for... Yeah, no, they're nothing. they're they're gonna try and make it work with Giannis, and they're not just gonna let him go for nothing. Like they're not just gonna go, okay, yeah, no, we're not gonna resign you. They're gonna go here. This is our final attempt. This is our final pitch. Well, this is what we're gonna do. But I mean, yeah. there are problems with that. I too, I I did too. So I, Jackson, I don't know if you have anything more to say. Yeah, I have a few more things to say. Uh, he played well last game, but I don't like Eric Bledsoe at all. I don't like the way he's been playing. I think he's been playing really bad for them. I think he was playing a little bit better. The series could be way different. Not way different, but I think it'd be different. He just hasn't been good enough for me, not hitting shots consistently. And also, everyone's like, this team play, plays better with Giannis. 
I think the reason why they won last game is because Greenville didn't have the greatest game, and also, guess what? Bud actually played Middleton over over forty minutes. Yeah, and that was another. That's, it's it's important to realize, like, I think they've actually played better without him in the play in, against the Heat. Yeah, they so have. Far. They have. I mean, because like Giannis has been great in stints, and there has been stints where you see his brilliance. But overall, Miami has had a, a way to stop him. They have the blueprint there. They're showing other teams how to stop him now. And so this is the biggest problem is that, like, it's not only that the Heat can stop them. They're not showing the Celtics how to stop them. They're not showing the Raptors how to stop them. They're not showing the Philadelphia 76ers and the Lakers and all these other great teams how to stop Giannis. And so, you know, we've talked about is Giannis unstoppable? No. We've clearly seen how to stop him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we all got to agree to one thing. If Giannis does leave next, um, you know, say the the Heat end this series, whether it's in – Five or six. It's I gonna be a five. It's gonna go six. I th- no, it's gonna go five. Heat and five. I, something about me says the Bucks are gonna take this next game, and everyone's gonna overreact and say, "Can they yeah. do the first team, the first team to yeah. ever overcome a three out of it?" It's not gonna happen. Like, let's just get out. I of I don't think that's gonna happen, and I'm sorry to cut you off again, Jackson. I feel like you're getting cut off a lot right now, but I don't think that's gonna happen because, it, like Tommy kind of joked about this before, the Heat have a culture where this doesn't happen. They they don't <laughs> let things get out of hand. They go, that you know what, this is, story. Yep. this is it. This is it. And, you know, UD's going to go out there and UD's going to go that we're not going to let this fucking happen. Close this shit out. Let's go. That Pat Riley story back when um, the first finals they won where um, he told the players, yeah. you're, only, you're only packing one set of clothes. No, no. It was, it was only that. It was you're packing one suit because I'm not saying for another night. And he checked yeah. every one suitcase. He made it a, a point to check every one suitcase. And if they had more than one suit in there, they, they weren't getting on the plane. Because it was, it was, you know, I'm not saying another fucking night. This is a business trip. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that, that's impressive. Uh, but, hold on. Yeah. Quick, I want to go back. Quick question. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I just want to finish this. Oh, you, yeah, you can go. You can go. Yeah, I just want to finish this. So, <laughs> yeah. The Bucks lose the series. Um, regardless of what they do in the offseason, they lose again next series. And Giannis does leave. Like, how fucked this organization will be. I mean, they're really – they're a win-now team, but they're – like – like I don't think they're that good of a win now team. They haven't like, drafted well. They haven't drafted I mean, well. They haven't. Nope. They haven't signed young players to great. I mean, they let Malcolm Brogdon go, and he was the rookie of the year, and he would have probably made this team so much better. Divincenzo is developing so slowly. It's ridiculous. They're like babying him. Like, and honestly, he might get well. traded if you if Giannis says, you know, this is your last chance. Mm-hmm. They also haven't drafted well. Um, I, I, I do think Divincenzo goes in a Chris Paul trade. I mean, I, I did yeah, build no, a trade out, and will. it looks like it could happen, but it would take but, a lot. Yes. No, absolutely right now. Um, the way – if the Bucks keep the same team next year, there's no way. They win 100%. Even if Giannis stays healthy, even if Giannis has another MVP season, they're not winning because they're not at that point. Like you're saying that whole Chris Paul thing, like you'd say you'd have to give up like Bledsoe. Uh, Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez. Lopez. I, it was Brad, uh, Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez, DJ Wilson makes salaries lurk, and then uh, – yep. I did DiVincenzo in the 2021st from Indiana. You should do that in a heartbeat. There's no reason. this team, Eric Bledsoe and Brooke Lopez is not, are not going to win this team a championship. Do I mean, you, I, like, I think Brooke Lopez can. Brooke Lopez has been But, like, if you have to – if you have if – it, if it's between Brooke Lopez, Eric Bledsoe, and Dante DiVincenzo and another proven star, do that trade in a heartbeat because your organization will be so fucked – if Chris Middleton is sitting there gaining $27 million as your team's best player. 
Like this, this is so, I cannot stress this enough because like the Bucks are a historic organization. You know, they have a great fan base in Milwaukee. Um, I really love Giannis. Like as a guy, he's unbelievable. You know, he's a great player and so fun to watch. And on you know, in the regular season, you saw them just straight dominate teams. Do not let this team go to waste, please. Please don't let this team go to waste because you may not have a generational talent like this for years. You won't. You won't. You won't be able to just luck into another Giannis like they did because mm-hmm. they lucked into nope. another Giannis. Yeah, I was going to say that's the other thing. They lucked into him. Like there's, if Giannis was as good as like he's been before that draft, he's no, going first there's overall. no way he slips to 15. I mean, like, and they haven't drafted well. Look at their team yeah, right exactly. now. Look at their team what? right now. How many guys on that team have they drafted themselves? When, Two? Who was the Buck, who was the Bucks' last great player before Giannis? Don't think about it because you're thinking Monte Ellis. You're thinking Brandon Jennings. I mean, Brandon like, Jennings was an all star. Let's be fair. Brandon Jennings was okay. an all star. Okay, but sh- yeah, I mean, he fell off. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like Larry Sanders Bucks, before he got a, the the, the wheat deal. <laughs> Bucks waited so long for this talent to finally emerge, and you're like, I don't stress this enough. I know you have another season next year because he's not going to leave. This is the best talent you may have in the next thirty years, and, and I, I don't mean that lightly. I mean I'm I'm looking through their drafts, and since they've drafted and locked into Giannis, Jabari Parker, Rashad Vaughn, Thon Maker, okay. DJ Wilson, and Dante Divincenzo have been their first round picks. Yeah, they have drafted Norman Powell and traded him to Toronto. They have drafted Malcolm Brogdon and then let him walk. Mm-hmm. And remember, they let him walk because they didn't want to play the luxury tax. They could have yep. kept him and they could have kept Eric Bledsoe, but they chose to not pay the luxury tax, which, first of all, I think that's stupid. You're going to win a championship if you keep him. Maybe. Yep. I mean, they also had drafted Kevin Porter and traded him to Cleveland. Yep. I remember that. On their team right now, I think they have one or two draft picks in DJ Wilson and Dante DiVincenzo. And that's been yeah. since Giannis was drafted in 2013. Really? Yeah, no, that's basically what I want to say. Like, and Bucks, Bucks fans, I'm a division rival. I'm a Bulls fan. Like, I do not want to see your team be good, but please, you're going to you're going to waste this guy, and you're going to go back to where you were when you you know before Giannis. You're going to be this perpetual fourth place team that's an occasional seven seed. Please do not like, let this window. I feel slip. like I feel like even if they don't have Giannis, they make the playoffs. But they're first round exit every year. No, yeah, they're nothing without they're nothing without Giannis. They're, they, they are the Charlotte they Hornets. They are the Charlotte Hornets, where they are stuck in mediocrity. They're never mm-hmm. good enough to make like make a competition, and they're never bad enough to like win the first overall pick. They're stuck in this just, constant perpetual state of mediocrity, and it's the just, worst place to be yeah. in basketball. You don't want to be in. You don't want to be mediocre. You either want to be good or bad. Yeah. I mean, you. You lose this series, you enter the final. You enter the final season. To be honest, I know you have an offseason. This is the final season. You you have to do it. You I don't care what it does. You have to do everything you can to try to keep Giannis in a winning situation. You have to try to win them. That's all I gotta say. Move on. Okay. Uh, I know Kev said he doesn't think Giannis plays tomorrow. If you're the Bucks and Giannis, I mean, Giannis didn't say he wants to play. Do you play Giannis on a no, minutes restriction you tomorrow? You don't. You don't no. play him. You don't play him, and this is why. Penny Hardway, I look back, Penny Hardway, guys like Grant Hill, guys like uh, even like Trace McGrady to an extent, they had such promising careers that got ruined because they played on ankle injuries. You do not play on an ankle injury. You do not at any point play on an ankle injury that is not 100% healed. 
and I'm not a basketball player, so I'm not going to try and claim that like I know like the the high depth, state of the art training facilities that these guys get, and that you know they get the best treatment ever. But if he's not 100%, why do you play him? You you have a Hall of Famer, a first ballot Hall of Famer at the age of 25 on your roster. Why are you risking his career to try and salvage a series that looks lost? I mean, at some point, you just got to go, you know what? This isn't worth it. This isn't worth it. I'm sorry, honest. This isn't worth it. And look, I've dealt with bad sprained ankles. An ongoing joke in this group is that I sprain my ankle every time I walk. But I've dealt with an ankle injury like he had because after the, like during the game, he wanted to play, but he couldn't play it and he couldn't like jump on it. I had an ankle injury like that. Those shits suck and they hurt for weeks. I don't have the same yeah. training facility that he has, and I'm not going to be able to get the painkiller shots and everything, but why are you risking his career for one game to go down 3-2 in a series that you've looked like the worst team in every game? I think at just some point you got to go, this isn't worth it. Like, this isn't worth it. I mean, yeah. maybe it's just me being biased because I don't want to see them play Giannis because I'd like to get the series over with, but why? Because <laughs> you think that like you think that he can save you? I mean, he hasn't looked great. <laughs> He's looked good for 10 minutes yeah. of the series. I mean, he put up numbers that game. I think it was game two, but he's, it, like, it was kind of like a quiet 29 and he had 29. But, like, like yeah, he, he played well, and he was playing well before that last injury, but you saw the pain he was in. He was yeah. screaming in pain. He looked like yeah, he, he didn't want to play. Yeah, the stream was loud. Like, he was, yeah, that was just... And so, obviously, Giannis tomorrow, and we're recording this on Monday into Tuesday now, he's going to go, I want to play. Because any competitor wants to play. But this is going to be up to the training staff to make the right decision. And I think the right decision here is just saying you're not playing. And if you're playing, you're playing 10 minutes. Because we're not risking this right now. Yeah. I mean, there's so much more to his career than one playoff series where they're down 3-1. And they've looked like the worst team ever game. I mean, (laughs) maybe I'm just messing something. Okay, maybe I'm just biased. I don't want to see Giannis. Because I'd just love to get the series over with. And I'd love to go game five. It's over. And I can enjoy the rest of my week and... You know, prepare for the Celtics, I assume, is who we're going to be playing in the Eastern Conference Finals if we win. But, you know, I just don't want to see him get hurt because I love Giannis. I love the idea of Giannis. I mean, a seven-foot player with insane wingspan, and he's your 2K player's dream. Speaking of which, uh, fix 2K, you dumbasses. Anyways, thanks for listening to the Unfiltered Podcast. Uh, Anyone else have anything to say? We missed some pretty big basketball news. The Knicks have hired Mike Woodson back, baby. No one cares. <laughs> and he's going to get promoted, and then we're going to compete. Tom Thibodeau is fired. <laughs> he's canceled. Man, I hope. You know, that's it. Did I miss anything else? I think that's it. No, probably. That's, I mean, probably Steve Nash. Steve, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Honestly, about honestly, Nash. congratulations, sure Steve Nash. He deserves it. That's all sure I'm going to say. Him. Yeah, there's no good thing. Good sign. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. I think him. it's going to work. I've loved yep. Steve Nash my whole life, so I'm happy for him. But uh, anyways, thanks for listening to the Unfiltered Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at UnfilteredCast1. Uh, we'll be coming out soon with an NFL Predictions episode, which will probably be out after this one. Uh, college football we'll talk about because that started briefly. I mean, we got no good games oh. the first weekend. What? Jackson, what? I'm, it's just college football. I mean, it's just it's the best. It just is. It is the best when the best. fans are actually in the stands. So hopefully yep. most teams will yeah. love fans. But anyways, thanks for listening. Cal just threw up to you. I'm disgusted. Six <sighs> wins.
six You're disgusted. Ones. Yeah, I'm a Canes fan. I hate it, Cal. Anyways, you thanks for listening to the Unfiltered the Podcast. Okay. Uh, stay safe, y'all. Wear a mask and... Turn over chain. What? And turn over chain. Nothing. <laughs> and turn, turn over, over chain. chain.